We welcome you all back to Mid-South Moments. I'm here with Dan Phillips. How are you doing, Dan? Very good. Really it's good. Tough. It's an interesting evening. We're recording this, what, what day is it today? The 5th of July. The government in our country is about to, about to fall. We're not getting political. We're not going to give you a view either way on that. Make your own bloody mind up. We've got no, Wimbledon yeah. tennis going on. How far away from here do you reckon it is? Eight miles from me? Six, six seven yeah, miles from enough. me? Yeah, it's that. And Cam Norrie's uh, on the on court at the moment. So, yeah, lots going on. And you've had a sporting weekend as well because you just been you just come home from the British Grand Prix, I believe. I had. I believe. I don't know why I believe. I know you did. He so, knows. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had two days there. Uh, hospitality. Um, done the qualifying, which is... So just to clarify, I'm one of them people that go into Formula One after watching Drive to Survive, which on Netflix, which to be honest, for a lot of the American listeners, uh, is probably their first taste of it because I understand that the viewing figures for Formula One in America are up tenfold. Mm. Um, hence, Miami hosting their Grand Prix, uh, hosting their Grand Prix this year. Um, and yeah, it was it was it was so good. Um, live sport is great anyway, right? Um, yeah. You know, as I've said on this previously, you know, I hadn't been to any live wrestling. Now I'm absolutely hooked, um, which obviously made sense because I like wrestling anyway. But Formula One, I was sort of just got into it from the program. And then now like, watching it live was, I mean, it was a great race as well. So it helped, but oh, it's just brilliant. Even the qualifying, because on qualifying, you know, after every... 10 minutes five people drop out so they can't record a bit of time and you have to sort of and it just lasts an hour and oh really i don't know that i've yeah, known nothing about formula one at all yeah so then you end up getting the final 10 and then obviously then they jostle for the top 10 on the starting grid then obviously in the race on sunday there was what what i assume in any other year or before what they called the halo was invented would yeah. have would have been the death of this driver yeah. um it was horrific. I couldn't quite see. We saw where we were. We were just after the first corner. So we just saw sort of the smoke go in the air and didn't really know what had happened, but just knew the race had stopped. And on the on, on the uh, earpieces you're given, they sort of don't really tell you what's going on. Obviously, just in case I think it's, it's bad and there's kids yeah. there and things like that. Um, so it was a long stoppage, but it was actually quite nice. It's, it's very much like uh, wrestling in regards to Everyone just talks to each other. It's not, nice. like yeah. it's not like football where, you know, people like might like a particular driver or a particular constructor, but there's no rival rivalry no, between rivalry. anyone. So actually, yeah, okay. yeah, so why it was sort of off, you know, and waiting for it to restart, you, you sort of get chatting to people and we're thinking of we're thinking of doing uh, Azerbaijan next year. Mm. So thinking of maybe just picking one a year to do um, because it's just a really well-run event. Um and, you know, I think all the other venues are in this are in the cities, whereas Silverstone is in the middle of nowhere. I don't uh, even know where where is Silverstone. It's in it's near Northampton. What, uh, what did you do? Get a train really, out there or drive or something? So went to Milton Keynes and then got a bus. But it takes it would if you if you drove it today it would take you about twenty five minutes. Right. Okay. But on that on it takes about an hour hour and a bit. It's but. You know, you try and stay there. Northampton is about 22 minutes away. You went to uni there, didn't you, Northampton? Yeah. And so, therefore, I know that a room at the Premier Inn normally costs £50 a night. Mm. For two nights was £1,800. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, we travelled back to London both days. Yeah. Oh, did you? Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, So, it was brilliant. And uh, so, saying offline, I 
I got back and I got a, there was a lot of driving simulators there and kids playing PlayStation F1 2022 with their steering wheel. And I got, I went and I'm a grown man, but when I got a steering wheel uh, off, off eBay, but went and collected it in some side street in East London, brought it back. Didn't work. I thought I've been had there. Fortunately, it was only 15 pounds. So about probably $20 or whatever. Um, got back today, thought, right, that's it. I'm going to throw it away. I'm going to splash out on a pricey one eventually. And uh, got it to work. So pre this podcast, I've been I've been driving around. So I've had one weekend at Formula One, and I, and I'm sort of talking now like I'm going to be <laughs> sort of actually driving in Baku next year, not as not as a as, as a driver other thing. But yeah, it was brilliant. That's really good, really good stuff. And I will tell you what, little little side thing to link it all the way back in. Go on. Day one there on qualification, walking through to get to my area, like with an AEW hoodie on. Nice. Nice. Uh, which I have never seen an AEW hoodie in the UK. Um, no, I don't think I have. That's probably quite a straight away. Item, I sort I of, yeah, I felt like I should have sort of ran up to him because I thought that's quite a niche little niche little market there. Yeah, absolutely. That um that wheel thing, and I'll I'll try and tell this this story carefully. That wheel thing, I went on a couple of dates uh, a few years ago with my single single year, shall we say, it's my sabbatical. <laughs> Um, and I went back to this this young, very nice young lady's house a couple of times, and she had uh, a, like a Nintendo Wii with Mario Kart with those wheels. Oh yeah. So basically, we'd sit there playing like this, and it wouldn't just be one run through of like you know like Mushroom Cup or whatever. We'd sit there like playing <laughs> two two lots, and I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I'm not really sure this is this, this is sort of see my intention. Yeah, and alas, I think she was quite good at it as well. So it's like her little thing, and nothing. Yeah, she was lovely. Nothing ever really happened. All she wanted to do was like have a Mario Kart uh, um, friend. So that was it. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, you, I mean, you've belittled, mate. My, my, I've got pedals on this one, mate. I'm, have I'm, you? I'm, wow. This, oh, it's pedals, and the steering wheel's like stuck to the table. Oh, I didn't know that. So the pedals. Oh, it's pedals underneath, 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 like a, underneath the, the table. table. Or something. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So, so yeah, it's this is this is for me fifteen quid. You know, I think it retails at 60, 65. So, you know, quid's in. It sounds, like you, over here. it sounds like you've had a far more satisfying day than I used to have in Wimbledon playing Mario Kart anyway. So that is yeah, good. maybe. You were going to ask me a WWE-related question off air, and I refuse, I, was... to, I refuse to listen to it off air. All, all that sort of stuff we say for on air these days. So go ahead. Yeah. Well, because we're just not getting, I'll be honest, we're not getting the take up in Patreon that we thought we would. I, I <laughs> no. do think we might have pitched the price a little too high. Um, yes, I think so. Uh, whatever we decided on, 100 quid a month. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so I have been obviously paying a little bit more attention to WWE given our impending trip. Yes, mid south moments come road to, trip. Come back to that in a moment. Yeah, Remind so me I've teed that up. Yeah. Um, so pending our mid south moments road trip, I've decided to sort of watch a bit, bit of WWE or at least read about it. Hmm. And Austin Theory has come up. I hear all sorts about this guy, but first and foremost, we all watch WrestleMania together. We done a thing on it, didn't we? Or you know, like chatted about it. You guys went through your previous one so we've had a bit of the wrestlemania season and yes. i don't recall this guy being involved was he pat mcafee is that who he, i don't know yeah like, I think who so. is he who is he why am i now hearing that he's going to take on he's going to be the next champion why am i hearing that he's going to be headlining with john cena 
I hadn't heard of this bloke three weeks ago or three months ago. What's uh, what's going on? Is, well, he, is he the Messiah? Is he I, the Messiah? Perhaps I should have asked you to ask me this off air because I don't really know the answer. Um, oh, Austin Theory. I remember him in Crikey. Am I going to be able to remember the Evolve? So Evolve. I remember um, WWE put on a an Evolve pay-per-view on the network to counter something. Someone out there who's listening will know. But um, I remember seeing him, and this is a long time ago now, 43 or four years ago, certainly way before pandemic. Um, they put they put something on to counter him. Now, and I, I haven't seen enough of him to judge, but I'm pretty sure it was pretty sure it was him and him and McAfee, wasn't it? Because it played into the like um theory sorry they're the same they're the same person no 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 it was it was mcafee versus austin theory at wrestlemania oh was it um oh. yeah oh, okay I, sorry i must have i must have forgot that one because mcafee's uh sorry hang on is mcafee the commentator yeah that's right yeah oh Mac- that's right vince and vince and vince hang on a minute it's the one where vince is involved that's it yeah so so McAfee, that's it. Um, i keep getting wrong now sorry so uh austin theory is kind of like um so I keep reading he's like Vince's prodigy. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's sort of why, um, you know... So that's what, great timing to, to give him a push then. Well, I think With so. Everything I, going on, best thing to do, put Vince's prodigy. Do you know what? I, it, I, um, the whole thing's baffling. Do you know what I found? And perhaps I'm, perhaps I'm just a bit, you know, oversensitive to things in my old age. But I found... Vince, Vince, you know, Stephanie McMahon a few weeks ago, everyone was like, oh, Stephanie's the saviour of everything, blah, blah, blah. She's the new CEO and stuff. And then she's pictured at UFC with a, with a I mean, let's, let's be frank. They were together, weren't they? Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be sued by anyone, but Vince McMahon is, is not a very nice human being. Um, and I just thought, like, what, what's going on here? And, and, you know, I don't want to go up on, on a rant, and I almost want you to say nothing to what I'm about to say uh, so that I don't have to edit anything out. But I have got I've got a major problem with people of a certain stature who do horrific things, and this is historical figures and also modern day. If you're at a certain level, people won't try and cancel you because you know you're in power. Whereas, whereas if anyone deserves to be cancelled, maybe he's not on the level of like a Michael Jackson. Elvis Presley married a 14-year-old. I still hear his music, unfortunately, on the radio. If anyone deserves to be cancelled, it's Vince McMahon. Um, anyway, we should move on because I'm gonna get. I just, I just find the whole thing very distasteful, given what's going on at the moment and what's been going on, and all the stuff in '86 that came out in '92. Nothing ever. Happened. Like the Delamitri song um, goes, nothing ever happens. It's just like I'm sure Vince will probably end up getting away with it. And if it was somebody else, imagine the furore you'd be getting. It all everywhere. Everyone would have a comment about it, but everyone's too. Most people are too scared to say anything because it's Vince McMahon, basically, which I find. Pretty rank. Uh, I bet you're glad. So, you so, 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 so therefore, so therefore, Austin Theory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so therefore, Austin. So therefore, we're, we're, we're hoping he's not the Messiah. It's, 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 um, I think he, he, his possibility might be quite good. I, do, I, I, I don't feel like I can, I can provide you with an educated okay, um, response on that. Um, now, on... now you wish. Now, now in future, maybe I do ask you off, off, off air. <laughs> yeah, ask me all things off air. Um, on uh, cash. <laughs> at the castle or clash not at the castle i made a little purchase today so i purchased some microphones for hey. uh the 
the train journey. So the plan is, if, if technology doesn't fail us, is to do a little bit of recording on the way over there, a little bit during the course of the day, and, and probably a little bit um, if our headaches aren't too bad on the Sunday on the way back. So this will be a bit of a different podcast, a bit of an on-the-road type thing. So yeah, fingers crossed that'll be coming for you um, in September. And also, Dan, I believe if you're around, I haven't actually spoken to you, I've probably spoken to you this, about this um, off-air, but we've got All Out on the Monday as well. So I've actually, have, yes. I've actually taken the day off on the Monday. So I won't be staying up for it, but I'll be I'll be watching that first thing. So you'll get a Clash at the Castle podcast on the Sunday. And if Dan's available, or if he's not available, he will he's be. still getting he, it. Don't worry, he will be. All out on the Monday, which I presume will be Punk versus John Moxley in the main events. That, that could be a particularly so. interesting. I, th- I would have thought so, yeah. So that, that could be an interesting one. Um, so yeah, lots of good stuff to look forward to. And there's also, in a few weeks' time, I haven't decided when it's going to come out yet, there is a, a new podcast in the Mid-South Moments family, which, watch this space. I might talk about a little bit more about that next week because we've spoken enough about off-topic <laughs> subjects. So that's something you don't know anything about, actually. So I don't. Um, I will do it in three weeks. Thankfully, so, I'm on ne- Thankfully, I'm on next week. Yeah, you're on next week and the week, <laughs> and two the week weeks after. after that. And well, it'll be two weeks after because I'm going to put something in do the it. middle. But I will give a little preview about that next week. Right. Are you ready for the UWF from August the 2nd, 1986? Big time. Good stuff. Right. Hacksaw Jim Duggan is at the podium with Jim Ross today. And Duggan said every time he looks at Michael Hayes, he just about loses his breakfast. Duggan told him he better worry less about letter writing, a reference to Dark Journey, and worry more about Steve Williams and Duggan coming after the Universal Heavyweight title. Ross talked about some events coming up in Kansas and some non-profit stuff. Plus in Houston this Friday night, the two-ring battle royal for $50,000. Up first is Broadway Joe Malcolm versus Jeff Gaylord. Gaylord hadn't done too much before his run in the UWF, and Ross mentioned that he had previously played American football, football, basically. He was with the San Antonio Gunslingers in the USFL as a defensive tackle and played the first seven games of the season. And this was prior to the league folding in April of that year, so just four months before this TV taping. Ross cracked a good gag about the T-shirt that Hayes had given him and how it had been a good rag to clean ashtrays with, obviously a smoker. I thought Gaylord's offence was iffy, to say the very least, in this match that went one minute and 38 seconds. Um, What did you make of this opener? So to start off with, obviously I've not been on for a while, so Jim Duggan on comms was something I've not seen before. Um, I also like that JR still rocking the Mid-South notepad. Yes, he is, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, I rate that. Um, and just as a little promo, I've just ordered my next Mid-South Moments notepad. Oh, have you? I haven't had a notification uh, come through, actually. I've got the Boyd Pierce special for this. Oh, this, nice. This, I like it month. a lot. I like it for everyone. Um, and they also mentioned, like you said, a two-ring battle royale. Well, battle royal. What do you say? Battle royal, battle royale? Think um, battle royale is like I'm ordering in Burger King. AEW say Royale, but I think it's Battle Battle Royal, I think. Yeah, Royale with cheese or whatever. Um, So I did, I, when AEW brought the two ring Battle Royals uh, or Blood and Guts, which we've just had, um, I was on the understanding that that used to be a WCW thing. Oh, okay, Uh, okay. It was called, it was called something else in WCW, wasn't it? Where they had two rings. War Games. War Games. Yeah. I assume that was the that was the brainchild of WCW, but clearly not. Well, um, a two ring two rings is a it goes further 
back than that. Yeah, two two rings has been around for a while. But actually, by this point, um, by this point, they'd already had war games. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah, they had, yeah. Um, oh, so maybe it was WCW who come up with it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. In fact, I think this, um, this, su- this summer of 86, um, I believe, was the first the first Great American Bash Tour where they had war games. Um, ah. But yeah, so... Okay, it makes up. I'm not sense. sure where that where the origin of that was, whether it was um, prior to that or not. I'm just going to quick look at that while you carry on. Yeah, so um, match one. I obviously saw the, the lineups, and you had um, Broadway Joe Malcolm, who had the initials for Broadway Joe on his boots, and he <laughs> was up against Jeff Gaylord. So I thought it was a solid win for Big Jeff. Um Back then, a body slam was game over, wasn't it? Uh, a body it slam more of is game. Intense move, yeah. definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but however, I thought, do you know what? Be a better journalist, Dan, and go and do some research. So I okay. did. Jeff Gaylord had one appearance in the WWF at the 1993 Survivor Series, really? and he was. The Black Knight. Oh, I knew this in Jerry Lawler. In, um, it wasn't Jerry Lawler in the end, was it? Shawn Michaels was team captain. I think Jerry Lawler was out of the company because he'd been he'd been okay. uh, accused of something horrific. But Shawn Michaels was a late replacement. Um, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was fact one. Yeah, but that powers into insignificance on the rest of Jeff Gaylord's life. Okay, Jeff Gaylord robbed a bank in two thousand and one. Wow. Okay. For the amount of five grand and got away with it. He got away. But, old Jeff, about, I think it was uh, five months later, he went back to the same bank, robbed it again. But this time, he got caught on their APNR cameras. Oh, wow. And it was a high speed chase and he got caught. And he got 13 years in prison for that. Oh, my God. That's awful. Jeff got out. Now, look, we all make mistakes. Did he learn from his? No. Because in 2009, he robbed another bank. <laughs> and, and he was released in 2015. So, Jeff is uh, not a very good bank robber. And no. not the best wrestler. No. So, he's very not much going for, for Jeff. Um, but he got the win. And... I thank you for my journalistic knowledge there. Well done. Um, I was wrong about war games. So there were still cage matches in the 86 uh, Great American Bash. But the first war games um, was during the Great American Bash tour of 87. So this would predate that. So that Ooh. is interesting. I suspect there were... There, this is I, the things I'm worried about. Is it another Bill Watts sort of first? Do you know what I mean? Like, I just... I would, if I had to put money on it, because there were there were battle royals were really big in the San Francisco promotion um, in the sixties and seventies. I reckon there would have been a two ring battle royal in San Francisco. Uh, two ring battle royal, San Francisco. The problem is with stuff from that sort of era, there isn't there isn't. Yeah, here we go. Two uh, two ring battle royal, eighteenth um, of November eighty three. Um, yeah. yeah, so there's definitely there's definitely okay. um, definitely been um, touring battle royals before this time as well. So, but yeah, yeah, I just didn't expect to hear it, particularly as for me, like WWF or whatever. When I watched it, didn't do it. Um, so AEW is the first time I'd seen it, um, 
And then now I'm like, oh, wow, okay, this has been around for years. I don't so, yeah. Main, main roster WWF has still never done it. They've done it in NXT, but not not um, not WWE. Not main roster yeah. WWE, yeah. yeah. Um, right. Uh, we have a super cut episode this week with no adverts and no messing about as we headed straight back to Ross. And he talks about the situation with Steve Williams. And we went back in time again and saw the pile driver in his injury. Ross then threw to some interviews on the situation Hayes talks about various comebacks that failed, including Muhammad Ali. Hayes said that Williams may think he was fooling people, but he knew he wouldn't be back and they'd get DiBiase also if he did return. And I thought this was really, really great for Michael Hayes. Um, Then Watts with a huge microphone talking about how proud he was to be promoting a show in Dallas for the first time at the Reunion Arena. He ran through the names of the big stars in the show, such as Dusty Rhodes, the Road Warriors, and there was only one thing missing, Dr. Death Steve Williams. Watt said that there's one thing you can make a, you can make book of. Steve Williams will be back and he'll kick tail. Then DiBiase, he said that the UWF had been beating down the door for their interview, uh, beating down their door for an interview. He said Doc didn't want to speak to anyone. He was 100% in his training and his happiest day was when the Freebirds weren't suspended and he had nothing to say until the bell rings. He said, whatever it takes, the Freebirds will get a taste of the old Ted DiBiase and the old Steve Williams, the ones that people feared. I thought these promos were absolutely fantastic. What did you make of this whole segment? This was brilliant. This was yeah. so good. So uh, advanced from, say, this time last year. Yeah. Um, this felt like... Sorry, I don't, I, I've asked you a question and I'm interrupting no, no, immediately. Sorry. But I think, think you, th- this really felt like it wasn't 1986 watching this. Yeah, this felt agreed. like it was a Nitro or something from like 95, 96. Really good. It felt so modern, didn't it? Yeah, really modern, yeah. Um, I really liked as well. So they've done the, the, obviously the pile driver on the concrete. That's not what I really liked. But they alluded to, um, oh, that was like Atlanta 82. And yeah. it just made me think about, um, like, and, and, and there were, I think there's, they, Ted DBSE quite often sort of talks about previous years. I just quite like it because obviously, like, modern day wrestling or whatever, you know, particularly if I'm talking to you or some of the, the guys like you know, Mark Stewart, whatever, you guys would be like, oh, that's like, and you, you recall it, bang, bang, yeah. bang, bang, bang. And I just like the fact that people were doing it then as like still doing it then. Like, you know, it's a heart back to, I mean, what this podcast is all about, but just for people to know, wrestling didn't start yeah. with the WWF, right? And like, so any anything that goes, oh, it was like then, I, I just really like that. Um and yeah, I thought uh, Michael Hayes' interview was great. I loved him listing those who didn't return. I thought that was really clever. I really, really like that. Like all yeah. the people that have come back and didn't come back. Um, and can we just say, that card for Dallas, if you had a ticket for that, I mean, okay, yes, it didn't have Dr. Def on, but it had everyone on it. Yeah, it really did. Everyone. What an event that must have been if you had a ticket for that. Um yeah, but it just felt really modern, like you say. I completely agree. I've, I've just watched out the window a delivery driver park up outside my house and then take my package to number 29 and then drive off. And I got a notification from Amazon saying my package has been delivered. And the person at number 29 who's taken that package in has not walked said package over to my house, which is annoying, isn't it? So we'll, Everyone if, wants to know what's in if, it. If we get it's, it's some socks, actually. Very, very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Some nice white socks for summer gold. Now, if we get an update about that while we're on air, of course, you'll, you'll hear it here first. Um, 
So basically, Duggan said that he knew Williams very well. They'd lived together, they'd partied together, and they'd fought together, and he knew that he would be back. This whole setup for the return, I think, is just, just really, really well done. And it's such a good use of the time when Williams was way tour in Japan. Just, just perfect, perfect high-level stuff here. Uh, next up, Hollywood John Tatum versus Brett Wayne Sawyer. Missy Hyatt was out with Tatum. Ross called her a spoiled rich girl, but added he's not being chauvinistic, so don't take it the wrong way. But then he said her place was not at ringside. I'm not being chauvinistic, but we know where women should be, not at ringside. Ross talks about the relationship Hyatt was developing with Gilbert and how Tatum wasn't all that pleased with another man being in her life. Um, he also said uh, upcoming was the Fantastics defending the tag team titles against Sting and Eddie Gilbert and put over what a big moment that was for the Sting and Gilbert team. Um, I didn't get the time of the finish here. It was something around the four minute 30 mark, but this was really strong. Brett Wayne Sawyer was great in this. But unfortunately, he was distracted by Hyatt and ate a knee in the back, and then an elbow from the middle rope for the one, two, three, and win for Tatum. What do you make of this one? Yeah, so I, I mean, I mean, made a made a comment that women, the women's place is not in the ring. Um, I, I think I've said this to you before. I know, like you know, bringing these sort of um, things up, like could be seen as all you know, not to talk about that, but. I always think it's good to bring it up because the fact that now you go, that is disgusting comments. Like, I think it's good to look back and go, things have changed. Yeah, I like, think he so. said that, and straight away you go, oh, actually, I think it's sometimes good to acknowledge. Look, he, he didn't mean anything by it. He probably was harmless, but you know, this is, you know, this is Jim, it's Jim Duggan, I'm sure, but. At least things have changed and we acknowledge that. I think it's always good to acknowledge that these things were said. Yeah, um, I think there's a there's there's I think you're absolutely right. And I think that the, this one is though this is, you know, I you know, I don't want to I don't want to put a percentage of offensive because different people find different offensive different things. But I think you're absolutely right. There's certain verbiage that he's using this that I, I would prefer not to say on air just because of what it is. However, with this, I think it's absolutely right. When you get that feeling of um, like a wince almost when you hear stuff like this. I yeah. think that's that's the right feeling. I think that shows that we've, yeah. we've moved on. Yeah. And I'm, I must admit, originally I was like, I was just Doug and he's inexperienced. But then JR, he started off by going, she's a beautiful lady, but that's not the point, which I thought that's quite good because what he's trying to say is don't just, you know, she's not just here for her good looks. You know, she's, yeah. but then he goes, Missy is instructing John how to wrestle. That is appalling. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you've just gone and completely ruined it. Like, why is it appalling that she's turning him out to wrestle? Like, well, what, what's wrong with that, Jim? Just come on, mate. And he was so angry about it. I was like, oh, he's gone from zero to hero, or hero to zero, should I say. Um, I thought, um, do you know what? You don't, what I've not seen much and what they're doing there was they, got, they were getting the crowd going. Yeah. And you don't see that much of stuff. So there was lots of where they weren't wrestling. But during the match, they were stopped and they were really getting the crowd pumped. Mm. And generally, it's just wrestling. Again, a slight change. Um, the match felt like a bit of a sideshow. It was all, you know, they were singing We Want Journey, the crowd. Um, you know, I think it was a bit of a thing. I thought it was a great, um, a great elbow drop. Um, and to be honest, I thought he would lose. Um because Tatum, right? I thought he'd yeah. lose, so it was actually quite a good win. Um, but again, I thought he'd lose. But it, it was all—it was all the match was all about the feud between the two women. I, I felt. Oh personally. yeah, big time. That, that's that, yeah. that's that's the thing here. The, the, this story it was a complete sideshow. 
Yeah, yeah this storyline is the feud between the women and the love triangle between Hyatt, um, yeah, Hyatt Tatum and Gilbert, really. Gilbert, yeah, yeah, which was yeah. a real life love, love triangle as well. Um, I, I also journal- journalistically read about that, yes, yes, yeah. So, next up, the big one the tag team title match, Sting and Eddie Gilbert challenging our heroes, the Fantastics, for the titles. Duggan was off commentary for this one, and Hayes was back. And Tatum and Hyatt were at ringside with Gilbert and Sting. Hayes said that the ratings would drop if you didn't have PS on the show, Daddy. And how everyone was turning off while Duggan was on commentary, who he then describes a New York Yankee dummy. Ross said hello to those watching in Chicago and Philadelphia as part of the consistently expanding television syndication network. And Ross mentioned that Tommy Gilbert had requested to referee this match. And they hadn't brought this up before, but Tommy was Eddie's father. So obviously that added another interesting dimension to proceedings here. Hayes and Ross went back and forth on the dark journey kiss last week with Hayes saying there was definitely a twinkle in her eye when he kissed her. Ross added that he thought there was a a twinkle. No, he said Ross added he thought there was a twingle. Not sure that's a word. And then when Journey slapped him for the second time, Sting went for a huge fashion two minutes and 47 seconds in the corner, which he missed, but just about managed to stop himself going over the top rope. The referee was bumped at three minutes and 27 seconds after the Fantastics dropped the press slam on Gilbert and Sting came in and broke it up. Carl Fergie came down to the ring as Rogers and Gilbert fought. They then bumped Fergie when Gilbert kicked Rogers into him. Rogers had Gilbert pinned after a big splash, but then Hyatt hit him with a loaded purse. Gilbert then hit the flying elbow as Sting held off Rogers, and that was it. In four minutes and 52 seconds, we have new UWF tag team champions after a four-month run by the Fantastics, and the crowd was into this throughout and was really shocked by this finish. What did you make of this tag team title match and switch? I loved this. I thought this was brilliant. Yeah. It was mayhem. The ending was great. Like again, just how things have changed. Like that was so, again. It, the, the the ending felt so. We've seen people get involved before in mid south, and I, I never feel it's very slick. Yeah. Um. This was this this was really good. This was really slick. I mean, what Missy Hyatt must take with her on a night out. <laughs> that's in that purse. I mean, wow. She needs to. She should travel a little lighter. Um. But yeah, it was really good. Um, the, the Fantastics, when they walk out, can we just say one thing? They went, they go around the whole ring. They make sure every woman yeah. or man gets, I tell you what, some quite, quite, you can kiss them where you like, is the vibe <laughs> I got. And they went all the way around to the point of like, I mean, I don't mind because I'm singing along to their theme tune. Can't get enough of it. Yeah, it's amazing. But, they go all the way around, don't they? They get to every single person. But I love that. You know what I mean? That's that's what it's sort of like, you know, that would have been huge for them people. You know, there'll be women that, that were there who still talk about that. So, 100%. Uh, yeah. Um, can I just say one thing? Fair play to Sting, right? Mm. And by this, what I mean is, we're in 1986. He's called Sting. Yep. We're in 2022. He's called Sting. Yeah. Right? Think of the... Icons that have changed name constantly had a different name. He's kept that gimmick yep. all the way through. Thirty-six years so he's, on, he's joined different companies. Have gone Sting, and I'm sure they went. No, you need to change it. He's gone. No, no, Sting. What does it even mean? Don't know. Got Sting in the towel done. It's not even a very good name. <laughs> Why have you got makeup on your face? Sting. Yeah, but what's that got to do? What's that got to do with anything? Is it a scorpion? Nope. Just like David Bowie. Right, what's Sting? Sting, it's not my name. What's, what's your splash? You're going to splash into the corner, what are you going to call that? Sting a splash. 
<laughs> I never really like, thought about this. Yeah, sting like, and he's kept that. Like every, all of our favourites have all had different names. Not this guy. No, like, it's just brilliant. It's just brilliant. Um, and yeah, and I mean, I, again, he's sort of a bit part character, isn't he? But I'll tell you what, when he's in the ring, we've said this before about him and a few of the others that go on in their careers. He looks a completely different specimen to everybody else. Yeah. Clean, ripped, taller, bigger, stronger. Um, you completely see it, right? Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this. Um, yeah, and I sort of really liked the ending. Thought it was really good, and I didn't expect that to happen. No, I, I didn't expect it to happen either. And and in terms of, in terms of Sting, he, I mean, it was what was it? So Sting basically was one of the kind of surviving people after um, after this promotion was bought by Jim Crockett and WCW and WCW, whatever you want to call it, basically. But he um, he had, he had an incredibly famous match with Ric Flair, which was the day of WrestleMania four. So in the afternoon on, um, I guess it would have been TBS. Um, yeah, TBS. Um, they drew a five point six rating on TBS. Um, it says on the Wikipedia article it had head to head with WrestleMania. That's not true. It actually aired late in the afternoon, and WrestleMania was in the evening. Um, but Sting and Flair had a forty five minute time limit draw, and he was set. Uh, and then he, but unfortunately, what happened with Sting is that when he was due to win the um, the world title, I think I think it was early ninety. He was, he was originally originally due to win his first world title. He had a very bad knee injury that he that he suffered. Some 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 angle or some running went wrong, and he he really messed his knee up. And by the time he got the title, it wasn't quite the same. And actually, funnily enough. In that title run, I didn't know this until uh, certainly in the last six months. He got a bit of the rain sort of rain scene reaction from an element of the audience. The like kind yeah. of like this guy's being pushed down our throats. But then after he lost yeah. the title, he was always like a very yeah, very yeah. high level baby face. Though it was kind of like a probably upper mid card to main event baby face. They didn't ever really go with him. They went with him a bit in between, but they really went with him in in what ninety. What would have been the year that he main evented that pay per view? Starcade ninety seven, Starcade ninety seven, which we've watched on air with the Bret Hart thing, and that was the biggest pay per view yeah. we ever did. So clearly, he was a superstar. Um, anything else to add on this before we move on? No, no, no. Good stuff. Right after the break, Ross said they had received an unusually large number of requests for the Boys Are Back in Town video. Ross added that the video was also produced by Joel Watts, and Hayes accused him of just jumping on the bandwagon. Um, this is the second time this video has been cut out of the YouTube version. Uh, and when it came back, Hayes was going mad, and it appeared they'd showed shown some sort of spoof here instead. And Hayes was then shown running back to the basically to the back in slow motion, which is quite funny. Now, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know whether, um, what, Finn Lizzie have got particularly, you know, harsh. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is a thing, though. Like, I, I no, no, know. no. I was, I, was, I was devastated we didn't see it. And then, then yeah. I didn't really get it. Because then I was like, when Michael Hayes was really sort of going, that sounds strong, that sounds strong. I Wikipedia to be like, has Finn Lizzie nicked this? From Michael Hay. <laughs> no, no, it's the other way around. Um, yeah. No, and, as, and, and also just just to clarify, I don't worry, you know, I've had a look, and I don't think Michael Hayes is Finn Lizzy. As well. um, I mean, I've never seen him in the same room, but I'm pretty confident they're not the same person. <laughs> no, so I, I have seen a version of them singing a song, but I, I want. I, I remember, I remember got, I got a copyright strike right at the start of the um, start of the podcast because I put a video on Twitter which had. Maybe a David Bowie song or something. It was it was just a bit okay. off Mid South, so the bit Mid South had used it. I put it on Twitter, and I got a copyright strike emailed to me about that. So I wondered oh. whether Thin Lizzy was 
I mean, whoever owns that, their rights could be particularly harsh. I know there's all sorts of things that go on on the internet. Um, whether they people had emails and stuff and they cut them out of these these versions on YouTube, which is relatively Maybe. easy to do, um, which is just a bit just a bit strange. Um, next up is Ken Massey versus Rick Steiner. Ross called Steiner the hammer, and he had new gear on in the form of shorts with some yellow and pink patterns on them, which I thought looked rather nice. Ross also said that Sting didn't want to be called Blade a Blade Runner anymore, and how that was a thing of the past. Steiner hit a lovely belly-to-belly suplex in this one and finished off Massey with a great power slam in one minute and 17 seconds. I thought this was a lovely showcase for Rick Steiner. What do you think about Massey and Rick here? Yeah, I just put a Steiner masterclass, really. Yeah. But the main thing about this was about Gilbert. So really, this whole, sort of, well, the majority of this episode was about what they called Hot Stuff International. Yeah, hot, uh, hot, hot, what is it? Hyatt and Hot Stuff International. Hyatt and Hot Stuff International, which seems yeah. to be a developing faction but developing with a number of holes in it. Yes. Uh, yeah. Maybe it shouldn't be developing, but yeah, it's a Steiner masterclass. Yeah, suppose. indeed. Indeed. Ross said next week we get Terry Gordy versus Jim Duggan for the UWF title, plus a new video on Steve Williams and Ted DiBiase. Um, what, what have we got? Uh, Coco Beware versus Kamala up next. And, and Coco Beware had a great gold jacket on, uh, which looked a lot like the ones we wore to the darts in 2019, I thought. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I the agree with you. Jericho impression. Mm. Uh, once again, frustratingly, the credits came on during the end of this match. And as we were going off air, Akbar left ringside to get the one-man gang and Duggan fought him off. And that was that. So quite, you know, super cut here in terms of uh, episode. Um, and I thought the match is going off. I think that the match is going off the air thing has kind of already gotten past the point of being old. But at least this week's it wasn't the most promoted sh- match of the show. And we got the tag team title match in full. Um, I thought this was a really strong episode. And we've, we've, we're going to, Dan's going to be on for the next two UWF episodes. And I feel like this promotion is in a very good place at the moment. So what, what are your final thoughts on the August 2nd, 1986 episode? I've written Mid-South Wrestling, but that's, I've got to move on. It's a universal wrestling. Move on. Move on and get Uh, over it. (laughs) So I think just to quickly touch on the last match. Yes. um, Coco come out and I was like, oh, no, this guy. Um, But it's probably one of the better I've seen him. Um, Probably probably one of the best matches I've seen him in. Um, I actually checked his Wikipedia. Just I thought to myself, maybe I'm being harsh on this guy. Let's see. But actually, I realised, well, he's just never, he's never won anything. Um, so I think he's, he's just a good gimmick, isn't he? Um, but um, yeah, I, what was, what it reminded me of was, Duggan mentioned it about the Akbar, you know, he, he, he went back to the fire in, you know, when he put the, the fire in his eyes. Um, and I remember when we watched that, we were, we really weren't big fans of the, 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 the tempted blinding of, no. of, um, yeah, of, of Duggan there. And it just reminded me that obviously this week, well, in the last week or so, AEW decided to replicate or bring back uh, the fire in the eyes through Chris Jericho's new wizard gimmick, um, which is really, yeah, I, I said last couple of weeks of, Jericho is big in his book about you've got to reinvent yourself, reinvent yourself. Firstly, reinvent yourself as a wizard is weird. Um, and secondly, you know, I know you don't want to be, you know, that people don't like it being PG, but fire in the eyes, I, yeah, I, I think there's a place for it. And that is in the, what's it they call it? On the cutting room floor. 
Um, the, the thing with fire in the eyes for me is it's too far because if you actually if you're if you're going to do a fire in the eye fire in the eyes i think you might do that you could that's the sort of angle i feel like if i was the god of wrestling i was vince Roman and forget pg you could do fire in the eyes maybe once every 10 to 15 years and yeah. then that person goes away for six months or, or a long time yeah. and you do he's blind all that sort of stuff you really do it if you're just throwing fireballs into people's eyes and they're back a few weeks like that's not realistic like yeah and you have to really be careful with how yeah people yeah exactly talk. it's just it's, the, it's the, the risk reward is 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 too far in the wrong yeah. direction and cam norrie yeah. has won at wimbledon yes however i thought oh, i don't want to you know have a go at jericho there too much just yeah. in case he li- he's listening <laughs> so i did actually have a quick look um when I was looking about Coco Beware, I had a little quick look about Kamala. And um, interestingly, Jericho twice donated to mm. Kamala. So he set up a, a GoFundMe page in 2019 because um, he was going to lose his home. And Jericho donated £5,000. And then in 2020, uh, when he passed away of covid uh, Jericho donated £5,000 for the funeral. Wow. Um, so I find that quite interesting. Obviously, yeah. they had a Kamala and him had a link, and um, just as a side. But um, yeah, the credits during the match, I was a bit like, what's going on here? Mm. Uh, I agree with you that that's sort of been done before the whole cutting out. On this one, the reason I didn't mind it is because you saw the arrival of one man gang. So the winner of the match was irrelevant this match this this was all about one man gang turning up and by cutting it leaves you imagining that he's gone round and just decimated just the arena you know it 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 causes it does the job actually i think it done the job this one um it also ensured that we all know that mike wilson's tuxedo was provided by ali's formal wear um which was in exchange for promotional consideration. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the fact that I now know Alice Formalware, it it worked. It yeah. worked for me. It worked for me. Uh, I, I, he certainly got... He, Al got his promotional consideration by them cutting that there. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I thought as a show, this was really, really good. Um, yeah. I think the last time I was on, or one of the ones has been on, it was sort of like the early UWF. I think I'd done the first one and stuff. And... I was talking about how I miss the boys club and yes, oh, yeah. I'm not really sure about this. Um, this was, this flew by, this was great. Mm. Uh, my only downside was that I didn't get, they didn't do any adverts. I didn't get to see any of the yeah, local adverts. Yeah, there's no adverts. I was a bit devastated about, um, but other than that, this was really good. And they're building up factions. They're building up storylines. They're doing promos. They are pushing titles. Um, yeah, good. Really, really, really liked it. Um, it, it do you know what? It, it felt like, even though they were still, you know, JR spending a lot of time going, you know, come and join us here, there and everywhere. It felt to me like the change was more, they were doing this for the viewer rather than to sell tickets. Yeah, I, yeah. I think some so of the... It wasn't like, we're going to show you on TV our big events. Not... Mm. Watch watch our weekly show. It'll be all right. There might be the odd title change, but if you really want to see drama, you've got to come and see it live at a, at a show we're not going to air. 
this this made me think right this is what i'm gonna now it's saying we're gonna show you on telly but we'd like you to come as well yeah i feel and like they're trying the a lot of this television show they're, they're they're looking they're looking at this point uh the syndication network is, is getting bigger they're name dropping some of the cities which makes it feel bigger time and i feel like yeah. This was their shot at going national, and this is what they were. This is what they were doing. Now, we've talked on air before about, you know, the problem they had is that the economic conditions in their home markets were such that it couldn't. It just it just didn't end up working. But and I think Watts was probably burnt out because we're only talking about an April '87 sale. So he's not, this is not his product for very much longer in the grand grand scheme of things. But I think judging by the quality of this show, we've got some st- good stuff to look forward to along the way. Uh, any other words before we get on out of here? No, not, not from me. Good stuff. Right. Um, Dan and I'll be back next week for the August the 9th, 1986 episode of uh, the UWF. That's my very first girlfriend. That was my very first girlfriend, Sarah's third birthday and yes i it's very creepy that i can remember that girl's but that is i'll so send her strange. a little facebook message i'm sure she'll look forward to that so on, on august strange. the 9th 2022 <laughs> which may be her 40th birthday perhaps i'll send her some flowers that'll go down well um right i'm getting out of here before i say it's getting creepier. anything more it's getting, it's getting creepier. creepier creepy <laughs> creepy towels on patreon.com for such mid-south moments thanks for listening we should speak to you again soon Hello everybody, I am Ricky Morton of the Rock and Roll Express, and if you would like to purchase some merchandise from World's Number One Mid-South Wrestling Podcast, check it out, all the products. That's on redbubble.com, people, Mid-South Moments. They have everything from t-shirts, phone cases, mugs. Remember now, redbubble.com, people, Mid-South Moments. Thanks very much, Ricky. And that link again is redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash mid south moments. <laughs>